All right, it's a bike ride recap number three. Just left work, by the way, everybody. I work at Lolita. I know everybody was confused. It was like, I thought you work at a restaurant. I thought you were already working at a restaurant. Why are you applying to another restaurant? I'll tell you why. Even though it won't fucking matter after what I say, after I tell you why. So, right now I'm just not getting enough hours. It's pretty simple. I get like three days a week. Two of them get called off because it's either not busy enough or the rain. I mean, it's really depressing. Really tough out there for anybody that works in the restaurant industry. Fuck. See, I just talked about working in the fucking restaurant industry. But whatever. Again. So, yeah. Been pretty tough working, so I was looking for another job. And none of this shit's going to matter anyway. November 20th, they are shutting down indoor dining putting all these new restrictions on outdoor dining and they're taking down like capacity of our little outdoor little patio um really bad really bad i think the worst thing though is the gyms are closing i i don't know what i'm gonna do without the gyms i all of my self-esteem comes from whether my stomach is uh, a little fat or a little skinny. And if I'm not working out every day, my stomach's going to become fat. And w- my self-esteem is already so low. W- what's going to happen? What is going to happen when the gyms close and all the lights are off and all is said and done? I don't know what will happen. I don't know what will happen because I probably won't have a job either. So I'm really taking it in while I can. Um, today, <sighs> Today was, I was a little depressed looking at, it was like 6.30, I was, where, where are all the people, you know, it's usually really busy, so I work on 13th Street next to Barbuzo and all these restaurants, it's probably like the, one of the big restaurant areas in Philly, you know, there's like that, there's 18th Street, Rittenhouse, um, whatever the main place in Fishtown is, I don't, I don't really frequent Fishtown very often, um, again, it's not in the University City, let me tell you that. University City. <laughs> but, yeah. So, so much shit to take in at work. I mean, for me, work is kind of like a recess. Again, I don't have any friends. So, I, I kind of just, it's where I get my socialization. I have a good amount of friends at work. Or, I guess they're called work friends. They're not really your real friends. But, to me, they're my real friends. It's like when you listen to a podcast and, like, you start to get to know the people. And... They don't fucking know you. Same idea. So, today, get into work. What's up, Dave? What's up, Mike? What's up, Joey? One of the greatest things I love about work is just the quick, efficient interactions that, you know, nobody is going to say shit that doesn't need to be said. Nobody's going to do shit that doesn't need to be done. You know, there's gonna not going to be any excess conversation because you're busy. You're actually, usually your conversation, like your side conversations with coworkers, they get fucking interrupted. And I love that. You know, because after a little while, I don't know how much longer I can hold a conversation. I, I got like three points and, and I'm, I'm probably good. And so, so it, it's a great place for me because... I I can talk my talk. I can get interrupted. Other people can get interrupted. 
I have no problem with any conversation that happens at work, except for when I take food to people's tables, and it's like, chicken enchilada, thank you, thank you, thank you. And I have to say, like, you're welcome, like, five different times. I don't need the thank you. Honestly, I fucking hate every customer that walks into my restaurant, not my restaurant, again, I'm talking like I'm talking like I'm working in the restaurant industry. I guess let's do a PSA from now on. If I say something along the lines of restaurant industry, my restaurant, it's just because that's how I associate it. Like, it's my restaurant because I go to work there. It's my work. Okay? So there you go. Out of the way. I don't have to interrupt myself again when that happens. So I... I just don't like the excess thank yous. I don't like interacting with customers, and I have to bring food to people's tables. I think every customer that walks in is a fucking asshole, and I guarantee you that every restaurant you go to, they all fucking hate you. Everybody's looking at me because I'm recording a podcast outside. Hello, sorry. Um, I don't know. It's just a nice night outside. I thought it was going to be like really cold, and it's not. So why not take in the great outdoors while, while you can? So, I am on my deck. It is painted blue. It desperately needs to be fixed. And I am going on yet another tangent. So, again, fuck these goddamn customers that walk in to the fucking restaurant. I don't want to see you. I don't want to give you your food. I don't want to do anything. I don't want to hear you. I, I don't want us to make eye contact with each other. That's the worst. Like, get the fuck out of my face. Jesus Christ. The worst part about the customers is that they stand, especially when they're waiting to be seated, just in the worst possible places they can stand. Like in front of the door, we got our roll-ups, we got our linens, we got our little spray bottle for me to take when I when I bust the table, and people just stand right in front of it. And I used to, when I worked at Kitchelines, I would walk around them, I'd say, excuse me, miss, excuse I don't give a fuck anymore. I plow through customers. I walk through customers. Drew Davis from Chalines always used to be like, excuse me, customer always gets the right away. I was like, dude, okay. And I kind of followed him for a while. because, like, yeah, I see that. It's like, now, no, I get the right away. Even if you're walking towards me, I'm going to fucking plow you, and you're going to fall down. I don't give a fuck about you. I'm getting your fucking food to the table. And I don't know if I mentioned about the thank yous. I don't need the thank you because you're paying for the meal. I assume that you're gratified, whatever the fuck. I assume that you are appreciative, better word, appreciative of the meal because you're paying for it. I'm not going to fucking pay for anything that I'm not appreciative of. And I think most people can say the same thing, unless it's something that they have to pay for, but subconsciously, you're appreciative of your fucking electricity bill, your water bill, all that bullshit. By the way, my electricity bill at Pico was like $275 last month. I have no clue what happened, and now I just now I just got this thing that I plug into the wall for the cats. So, I don't know if I've mentioned mentioned this on the podcast yet, but Maple and Marley, okay? Marley, old cat, old, fat, fucking hangry little fuck. And then we have Maple. Maple's two-year-old energetic cat just found off the street. Got her from Morris Animal Refuge. Shout out Morris Animal Refuge. Um, 
big ass energetic cat, you know, big personality, doesn't give a fuck about anybody. But she will give you some big cuddles, so you know. <laughs> Here's a funny thing about adopting a cat. Every cat description is like, Yeah, she likes to sleep sometimes and she loves cuddles. It's like, yeah, that's what fucking cats are. Like the cat description is pretty stupid. I think if you're going to describe a cat, you just kind of have to meet it in person. And a lot of cats are generally the same with a few niches in, like, routine and the way they carry their body and, like, meow and do things. Like, fuck. Blah. I sh- that's not something to get mad over, though. That's just me being a negative Nelly, which I can't believe I just said. But at this point in the night... Turn to my right, and I see my one friend, Brett, roll up with his JBL speaker playing the new Chris Stapleton album. I have never listened to Chris Stapleton, but I said, let's do it. So we listen to Chris Stapleton, and then my neighbor Seth comes out. What follows is the conversation between Grant Seth and myself. Apology for the audio quality. Talk to him, Chris. I really like Chris's voice. But yeah, we were just talking about. If that doesn't work, I'm just going to set the mic down. Sometimes I can't stand. Again, it might not be ideal. Gotcha. I mean, I could set it up to be Somewhere a little bit. We need right. a trash planet. A trash planet? Yeah. See, that's actually not a bad idea. Like, there needs to be somewhere. Like, we just shoot it in the sun. I mean, if you're gonna plan it, we're gonna take it to you. Might as well just, like, oh, wait. You yeah, can't it's just burn it. Like, it's gone. Why can't you not burn trash? That does not matter in outer space. <laughs> that, that, that definitely does not. That's not even a relevant concern. Throw it in the sun, bro. <laughs> well, yeah, man. I guess that makes sense. At first, I was like, well, we don't want to be in the sun. Uh, like, I maybe an intermediate like planet between you and the sun would make sense. That way, like, it's gotta be something. You could have some easy way of like sending out like manageable amounts. Like really a trash is. truck stop, like in fucking like Venus or something. <laughs> oh man, it'll pull up to NASA. Just... We just need to make an artificial black dude, hole. Elon Musk is making commercial rockets. <laughs> He's making commercial rockets, dude. Like commercial space travel is a thing. Yeah, dude, it's gonna so, happen. So like, like, that means like, whatever the word is for like buying things wholesale. Well, they have those planes that, that can like go exist. up into space for like a few minutes, right? Well, really? Is like, is there like actual commercial like? Musk is working on it. He's working on it. It was like Virgin, whatever. Like I think had those planes you just fucking fly up into yeah. space for I think he had a plan put out for like within the next ten years to like do a rocket. Yeah, like have celebrities pay him like a hundred thousand dollars to like be on a rocket that goes up or something. Yeah. <laughs> I fuck with Elon Musk. Dude, did you see the interview where the guy was asking? Like he was like asking um, Elon Musk questions, and he was like, "Are you aware that privatizing the space industry and commercializing it is like directly against the principles of like Neil Armstrong?" 
and like he started crying. <laughs> really? Yeah, cause like, yeah, yes. like the interviewer got got him on his feels, cause like Neil Armstrong's like Elon Musk's like yeah. idol, but like he was really Elon against commercialized space travel, but now Elon Musk is trying to do exactly that. Yeah. I don't see. Why, I'm not a big fan of Elon Musk. I liked him at first just because I thought he was kind of funny, but like after hearing about the shit he's done, like trying to like keep unions from happening, yeah, like threatening to shit. take away like not stock options and like them like cracking down on it at work, like firing anybody who starts to like have any like talkings of it. It's like, yeah, I don't know. It's kind of fucked. He's definitely. I mean, it's smart business. But it's kind of fun. Yeah, that's what it comes back to. But yeah, it, comes dude, back that, to it, all, it all comes back to that. And it's Elon like, Musk would probably say that. I don't know. Th- th- I think there's definitely a line. Like, obviously, you can't justify slavery by saying it's smart business. But, like... Yeah, every company it is smart too. business, though. But it is smart Having business. Having to pay people any money? Uh, I mean, that's is, profits. Th- that, yeah, I, like, it's the worst example. Because it's, <laughs> like, it's like... No, but, like, fucking work profit. Some of the some of these jobs at Amazon are fucking slavery. Think about what... Capitalism is because you can barely live off it. That's all you can kind of go through. So, like, when can you start judging an employer based on ethics rather than saying, you know what, that was just a way of saving money? I don't know. I think at some point, I don't know. I think it's always the player. I think it always comes back to how they treat people. What if, like, they can't compete by treating their workers well? Yeah. What if they get beaten out by someone else because they were just. You know, too soft. Yeah, and, like some people would be like, "Oh well," but Amazon's making like hundreds of millions of dollars. Like, it's not like they even have competition. But that's not the point. Like, the point is that if you want to win in capitalism, you have to like own everything. Yeah, <laughs> that, that, that's like the whole point. Eliminate all the competition. That's weird with Amazon too. It's pretty crazy. He's selling a lot of he's like doing a random items for like. He's doing one too. He's doing a rocket, Jeff Bezos. Yeah. <laughs> Jeff, Elon, and Mark are just gonna be pulling up there. <laughs> I like Mark Cuban. I meant Mark Zuckerberg, but <laughs> oh, Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah, Mark Cuban. <laughs> Mark Zuckerberg is definitely a rocket kind yeah, of guy. Mark Zuckerberg. He's gonna go talk to the Also elements. has a lot more money than Mark Cuban. Yeah, dude. Has Mark Cuban going to space? That would be so weird. Hey, dude, a couple billion dollars is all you need. Mark Mark Cuban could definitely blow yeah, like a fucking rocket ship if you wanted to. That's like one of the main reasons I would actually want to be rich. There's, there's a lot of reasons I wouldn't want to be disgustingly rich, but like being a multi-billionaire would just allow you to open so many doors in like technology and advancement of the planet. It'd just be like really sick. And then have all this fuck you money left over to do whatever you want. Oh yeah, like you could <laughs> do absolutely. That's the shit you see that graphic on social media. Oh my god, I hate that graphic. It's like... It's uh, not that simple. Jeff just writes a check for World Hunger. (laughs) There you go. But, like, there has to be a line somewhere. If you decide not to draw the line, then you're saying that, like, slavery's okay. But if you're saying that, like, you should draw the line as soon as, like, somebody's getting disrespected and somebody's, get, like, making profit off of it, then, like, 
you just shouldn't live in a capitalist country because that's like the entire principle of it. I'm not really sure where. Where's a, what's a socialist country? You mean one that is, is like Italy a ruthless socialist? dictatorship? Is Italy socialist? Italy? Yeah. I think Italy is a socialist country. Portugal have... has a really big communist movement. Yeah, like socialism yeah, is like. Uh, Spain has the largest co op in, like, co op uh, corporation in the world, I think. Launcher gone. That'd be pretty sweet to work on. Cool. Yeah. So they're pretty, uh, they're pretty on the last. It's just like having, like, nationalized shit. That scares me. Well, yeah. I don't want the government doing it. Right. I don't want the government doing it, but, like, who do I want doing it? We need a transparent government. See, this is like this is what I think about that kind of shit. You work at the fucking Seven Eleven, you're a part owner. Boom. You don't need the government involved in any of that to whatever. You just part owner. See, I don't know how to get there. I think it's just be the change you want to see in the world kind of thing. We just hope that more yeah. and more people do it. But I don't want that shit nationalized, man. I don't. I've seen the ones that are like communist countries that are like, we're just gonna distribute everything for all of you. We'll handle it, don't worry, and then people die. <laughs> yeah, like, obviously I don't want Mao to be my president. Hell no. But, like, at some point, you look at ideas about, like, nationalized, like, healthcare and nationalized education, and it's like, oh, well, this kind of makes sense because these are, like, universal basic rights that, like, shouldn't be part of the game of capitalism because if they are, then you're inherently saying that someone is not going to get them. It's like, yeah. that it's like, such how a, do we deliver the rights to the people? Yeah, like you don't want to take people's rights, but you want to also not take people's lives. So, yeah. And, like, again, some people think that we should completely nationalize healthcare, but when you bring up issues like that, it's like, I don't think that I should have to pay taxes so that if little Jimmy has a flu, he can, like, take the ambulance to the hospital for free. Like, yeah, dude. a lot yeah. of ambulance calls are usually not needed. One time I fell off my bike and a lady called the ambulance. The I had to pay for it. You had to pay for it? Yeah. Wow. A lady called the ambulance because, like, the car like kind of hit me. I was fine. You got like bumped. Yeah, bumped. Like in the kids' saloons in Delaware. And I just fell off, and a lady stopped the car, and she was like, "Okay." Again, apologies for the audio quality. Hope you enjoyed that little impromptu conversation. I always love me some sitting out on the deck after a long day of of labor at the restaurant. 
it's always nice to see to see Grant or have someone come out and then just kind of hang out for however long. I feel like I could sit on the deck. The, there's a certain kind of sitting on the deck. Sitting on the deck at night, kind of taking in the, the cold air, watching the night happen, especially on a Friday night after work. I could sit out on that deck for forever, I think. So, yeah, very enjoyable. Um, I didn't have my mic stand out there, so I kind of just put <laughs> put put my mic on a jar of weed and was like, let's let's go for it. Um, surprisingly, did much better, but we there were uh, there were parts that had to be cut out. So yeah, hope you enjoyed. As I'm recording this, it is Sunday. About like four o'clock, you know, prime football hours. Speaking of football, today at the gym, which I'm taking in. I'm taking in the gym for as long as I can. I know it's going to close on this Friday, and so I'm going to have to bite bite the bullet and get some, some more workout equipment because I what I do at the gym is doable at home with the right equipment. I mean, it's so fucking expensive, but to me, it's very worth it to have solid workout equipment because... Strength of your workout sets the tone for the rest of your day, for me. And so I think, very important. An update on my situation with the restaurants. I, since the, since of all the closings, I'm not going to be working at the Bonchon Chicken Place, unfortunately. Which is tough. Ooh, last reminder. Mike's son asked you to... Wow. Literally, as I'm recording this, the um, manager from Bonchon Chicken is... He he texted me yesterday and said I'm I'm not gonna be working there because of what's gonna happen, but I got a reminder to install this app Crew that like everybody that works there uses to message each other, and I've been, I didn't install the app, but I got I'm getting all the messages and I'm getting they don't only ask in their group chat so it's like a group chat you know for people to talk to each other for the people that work there, and they just. It's more than just can you cover my shift. It's they send memes to each other. It seems like they're best friends the way they talk to each other. It's like what's everyone doing tonight? It's like what the fuck? That's weird. Like I'm all for a very positive work environment, but it's just weird to like have like a group chat that you just kind of talk to everybody with. And it, it wasn't like there were like three people that work in there. There's a good solid staff at Bonchon Chicken. Bigger restaurant than Lolita. So, yeah. Um, won't be working there. I'm going to stay working at the restaurant I, I am until I get laid off, I guess. I know you guys are really care about really care about that. So, uh, I'm glad to be staying at Lolita because it's just a great, again, it's a great environment there. It's so fast-paced a lot of the times which I like, and it, some of the people there, like the chefs there, they're straight out of like this line cook Instagram accounts that like promote the stereotypes of line cook life. You know, that picture of the the chef crouching down on, um, while he has like, while he's cooking some gourmet meal, but he's crack, crouching down like eating like a Campbell's chicken noodle soup or something mid shift. And he's like, he, his hand is on his head, like, oh, oh. Like, everybody, everybody at Lolita is so fucking, Portuguese, Periodera, Periquí, Portuguese, Fish Taco. So I I enjoy just taking that in. And the other thing is, 
and this is with every restaurant, it is just so interesting to watch the health code violations. I mean, I, I hope you guys know if you eat at a restaurant, you you are not eating clean food. Nothing is clean. Your silverware is dirty as fuck. Your 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 linens are not clean. Your plate isn't really very clean. It mostly just has the the gunk wiped off of it. But you know, I mean, they just throw that shit in the dishwasher, take it out, don't even fucking look at it. And probably the most egregious is the raw meat handling. <laughs> um, so no no none of the chefs wash their hands after touching raw meat whether it's chicken fish beef whatever the fuck they don't wash their hands and then they'll touch like the oil they use to season the salad they'll set aside tortillas for the fish tacos that aren't going to be cooked and they'll you know they'll be work what i'm saying is they'll be prepping other plates while they're touching the raw meat prepping that prepping that meal so, I mean, even earlier on Friday, I was watching, let's call this Chef Gordon. I don't actually know his name, but just call him Gordon, even though Mr. Gordon Ramsay would have a heart attack if he if he heard this. Um, so Gordon, bu- busy Friday night. It's like 7.45, prime time. And Gordon reaches in under like this little drawer to get the meat under the oven. It's so accessible and easy. That's why they don't do it. I mean, they have all the drawers, fish, meat, beef, like right under, and then they put it out, boom, drop it. And then they just keep going because it's really fast. And pulls out this piece of brown ground beef. Like, first off, he's pulling out a burger. That's what he's he's doing. Like, it's a ground beef shaped like a burger, and it's brown and, like, hey, I'm not coming out of a restaurant because... Anybody that fucking orders a burger when they come to a Mexican place like like Lolita or like Elvez, that's the other Mexican place on 13th Street, you shouldn't be ordering a burger. So your your meat should already be, be brown when it's raw because you deserve it. And so he pulls out the brown, brown ground meat, drops it on the, drops it on the griddle. He, uh, Put some oil on it. Reaches his hand in the salt that he uses to salt all the salads. He then goes on to hand me a bag of chips. And then he then goes on to wipe his hand on his apron. And then check his phone on like Facebook Marketplace or something for the iPhone 12 Pro Max. And he didn't even wash his hands after checking his phone. And that's what happens. So do not have any trust in restaurants.